When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Horror Movie Night. Be sure to swing by our Patreon at patreon.com backslash HMM podcast if you enjoy the stuff that we do. And now let's talk about a movie that is, um, uh, it's a movie. <laughs> This week we watched a porno called Invisible Maniac. Thank you for checking out Horror Movie Night. All right, guys. So, I, number one, who picked this? I number did. Two, I suggest Evil Head, and and turned out, but we can watch fucking Invisible Maniac. That's totally cool. Okay, so let me uh, let me tell a quick story here. So. I uh, listen to the Flop House podcast. There's an ongoing joke that the one co-host Stuart only ever talks about three movies: Castle Freak, Head of the Family, and Invisible Maniac. And I had seen two of those three movies, and I never even heard of Invisible Maniac. But he kept talking about how the movie's great because someone gets killed by a submarine sandwich. And I definitely wanted to see that one day. And then I stumbled on VHSPS and saw, oh shit, they got Invisible Maniac. I'm going to buy that shit. And my intention was literally just to be like a one and doneer with it. But as I was watching it, I'm like, this is a movie that deserves a horror movie night episode. <laughs> Uh, if there ever was one, so I decided to pick it, and this is only my second time watching it, and I fucking still love this movie. Um, my first note uh, is actually a question, and it says, Huh, someone stripping to 50s music. Can Scott handle that erection and write notes? Let us find out. All right, so you want to hear my first note? <laughs> Low expectations, immediately shattered by the 50s ballad and creep shot intro. Second note, this might be the best cold open in HMN history. <laughs> I was so enthralled. Like, oh, my God. The song is amazing, uh, first of all. And then second of all, like, so is she listening to that song and sexually stripping for herself? Or does she know that an 11-year-old kid is across the street <laughs> watching oh, her? God, I hope she doesn't know. That's fucking terrible. 
<laughs> oh man, uh, there are so many things about this movie that I loved, and I think all of them start with B and end with oobs. <laughs> so, so I actually have a, a note later on, that, like halfway through the movie, where I just wrote down, this and Frankenhooker would make an incredible double feature. Wow. <laughs> but <laughs> my first legitimate note, so, so we start off, it's a little boy, and he's spying on uh, the neighbor across the street, but his mother has just found out that he's absolutely brilliant, but that his brilliance will be a hindrance to him one day. Uh, and she's, like, insane and is slapping him around and shit. And uh, then it just suddenly jumps to him as an adult. Wait, wait, wait. She goes, how do you expect to become a scientist if this is how you spend your time? And then <laughs> she goes on to say women are evil. I'm like, aren't, aren't you a woman too? Well, I mean, it's like the, it's like the, uh, the Norman Bates' mother philosophy where it's like except for your mother your mother or, yeah. or, or the water boy you know like or ed gain yeah a whole bunch of those so he's doing a presentation you think the water boy is based off ed Gein? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we can get fucking john ham as, as uh the water boy man that that's a great remake yeah this is gonna be good <laughs> so there's a scene where he's doing the presentation to prove that the invisibility serum works Spoiler alert, it doesn't. But there's <laughs> not at first. There's this shot where it's like cutting across the room and it's all these scientists like he's gathered all of the greatest scientists in the world and in the most bland American voice a man goes, "I came all the way from Belgium for this." <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that, that whole scene is full of amazing fucking lines. So oh, he yeah. goes Feast your eyes on a miracle of modern science. And then he injects himself. And I'm like, is that orgasm juice that he just injected himself with? Because he is enjoying. I mean, it might have been heroin, actually, that he made by accident because he's just like, oh, oh, you get to see your strokes for a good minute. And I'm just like, God damn. I wonder what kind of chemical I'll produce if I mix two parts opium with one part opium. <laughs> The miracle of modern science. So they so they start laughing at him, and he can't handle that. So he just starts killing people, and like no one's trying to help those people. Like he jumps at the first woman, and everyone just abandons because scientists are assholes. First, yeah. And then he escapes from prison and makes it seem even easier than than Winslow did in Phantom of the Paradise. Because it's just wait, like wait, a wait, house. Wait. He's just running out of a house. Yeah, and then there's this dog. And, and <laughs> the dog's coming after him. And he like, he's like, oh! And he grabs a stick and throws the stick. Like, that dog's body language just like... This is my favorite day ever. <laughs> I bet you have treats somewhere in that hospital gown. And the guy's like, trying. He's that that dude. The guy who plays the Invisible Maniac. Ha, uh, spoiler alert: He eventually does become invisible and a maniac. But uh, he he's just giving it 110 percent this entire movie. Like his laugh is insane. When he grabs that briefcase, he like holds it over his head. He's like, ah, briefcase. Ah! <laughs> so so the best part about that scene though is not just the dog loving life. But it's that they've overdubbed the sounds of hundreds of barking dogs. But there's only one dog in the scene. 
one dog in the scene, he throws the stick, the dog goes for the stick, and then he gets maybe ten feet higher on this hill and is just like, I get it! Like, that one stick has distracted every dog that's going to come after him. It's just, they're all brawling for that stick. It's so ridiculous. Then we immediately cut into the high school where it's all these teenagers. and uh, Teenagers, by the way. Oh, yeah. And... They introduce. Thus, thus begins the part of the movie where I have never seen so many titties in my entire <laughs> life as I have in this movie. The cameraman is about to spend the next forty-five minutes literally inside girls' asses that he's so fucking up in there, like just nonstop. Everyone's fucking. There's never nobody. They, like I bet you, if you thought there wasn't somebody fucking on the screen, there's a background character getting fucked back there. Because <laughs> yeah. it's never not just everybody, everybody all the time. <laughs> what, what do we need now, guys? Nether shower scene. Let's do it. Let's fucking throw it. Let's get in the locker room, girls. The best my... part about all the people getting naked, though, is the fact that the horniest person of all is the principal. She's like, she just, and her favorite thing is to to open her blouse and press her whatever her victim's face is into her cleavage it's like every time it's just like come to my bosom this is not statutory rape it's like just let me teach you things about sex it's fucked up i love it one of my i do have a note that it's like she is so thirsty right now she's like what isn't this this trope we've been talking about for weeks where like the women in these movies are just like oozing their sexuality. Like, in fucking Riot Rex, she's like, mm, come back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Okay, uh, I... You know what? I figured it out. It's not that the character at the beginning of the movie knows that there's an 11-year-old watching them. It's just that every time a woman in this movie is naked, she has to be writhing around <laughs> and, like, like, cleaning her best friend's back in the shower and shit. <laughs> they, all, oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, so... The, the first thing you see of the principal is her, like, deadpan, because she's an awful actress. I don't even care. It's so funny, though. She deadpan. She's like, Dr. Frank unfortunately choked to death on a sandwich, dot, dot, dot. And the kid's like, what kind of sandwich? And she's like, uh, thank, you for, uh, thank you for your concern, Bobby. A barbecued beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> then I have a note that just says, "Oh no, not Kevin Smith!" Can we get Kevin Smith to remake Invisible Maniac? <laughs> I would forgive him for all of everything that he's done in the last decade. Um, there's there's one line of dialogue that uh, I have that I wrote um, down between uh, the teenagers where the one guy says to his girlfriend, I say we do it in front of everybody, <laughs> which is the least sexy thing a boyfriend can say to his girlfriend. I don't understand why the invisible na- maniac needs to be invisible. Like, if you want to see tits, they're everywhere, man. They're all over this high school. They're never not out. They're all the time, constantly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... I and even the principal doesn't give a shit because she legitimately catches him peeping on supposedly underage girls. And uh, he goes, oh, I dropped some change. And she goes, I've dropped change many times. And then in parentheses, I'm totally not a robot because her acting is just atrocious. <laughs> well, they're all porn actresses. Like there's a bunch of porn actresses. Okay. In here. Yes, yes, yes. OK, I was I uh, thank you so much for remembering or for reminding me. I told my buddy Mario, because he and I had planned that we were each going to watch 
um, The Void, because I watched it the same day as I watched The Void for my wedding, I watched it last week. I, I was like, he said, what are you watching? Because I said, I have to finish this movie before I can watch The Void. And he said, you watch it? I said, Invisible Maniac? It's like really obscure. And he was like, dude, I love that movie. It's got, I love Savannah. And I was like, which one is that? And he was like, oh, uh, it's, which, uh, I think it was the, the one that comes on to Dr. Smith. Yeah. Uh, Blonde with <clears throat> the bangs. Um, and he was like, yeah, she was in a, she was in a porno that I saw, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And uh, let me, I let me find the text that he sent me because it, the name of the porn is just so it's not even clever. This is anal re- secret. <laughs> anal, anal secret. secret. <laughs> Jesus, this was the movie that made her go to porn, according to E True Hollywood Story. She saw this movie after filming it and realized how bad her acting was and couldn't understand if people were laughing at the source material or laughing at her specifically and just was like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to do porn because I'm hot as shit. And then she banged a bunch of rock stars. Like a bunch. And wow. Polly Shore. A bunch of rock stars and Polly wow. Shore. Wow. Polly Shore is a fucking rock star in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a note here that just says, Dr. Kevin Smith and I have very similar dreams. <laughs> He's just got that one dream where it's just a bunch of naked girls telling him to get in the shower with him. And he, he never actually does. Uh, <laughs> oh my god oh Matt this is so depressing this is more depressing than last week uh, Jesus Christ Matt so so Hollow Man rips this movie off uh, big time yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what I was thinking we should have double featured this with Hollow Man it's about two dudes who just want to get visible and see some tits that's all <laughs> basically Adam and Matt's best day ever I am obsessed with this principal's character because as I've said she is just oozing horniness seriously i bet she goes through like six pairs of panties in the work day and then she's like uh, so and so had requested that you tutor her after class this summer by the way this is fucking summer school for physics why would you need to take summer classes for physics yeah. it's so dumb I mean, it's just such a uh, whatever anyway so she's like i've got this girl's phone number and address written down I've been holding it in my brassiere here. Let me give it to you. And that's what she does. And then he goes home before he has this dream of where all the girls are saying, get it, get, come get into the, the shower with me. And he never does. He injects the serum into a bunny rabbit. He actually says, I am injecting the serum into the bunny rabbit. And he like grabs the scuff of this bunny. And I'm like, man, I this movie would never get made now because that rabbit like – did not look happy but then um he's pantomiming this pantomiming an invisible rabbit and then he um he injects himself with it and uh the beginning of that dream sequence which is actually probably the most artistic part of this whole movie remember when we watched student bodies matt did you pick student bodies i did you remember how when it's always in the first person it's always It's the exact same thing in this movie. His invisible man breathing is insane. Yeah. It's great. Um, I, I have a couple notes about that, too, because it's like the voice – this guy got hired because his voice acting work when invisible is what this movie absolutely needed. Um, that laugh. Laugh is insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they do the book drop prank, and they are all like – way too fucking happy about it they wait it's like hits whatever time like two o'clock they all drop their books and then it's a solid like 45 seconds just like 
Yeah! Yeah! Did you see yeah, that? So oh, so shit! Oh, man. <laughs> like, so he high-fives the bitches like, senior prank, senior prank. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a line that he has uh, when he's talking about his. he's journaling his consistently turning invisible, and he goes... I unexpected, I inexplicably was drawn towards the women's locker room. No, you just are a fucking perv, and you always have been. There's not even trying to blame the invisible serum on that shit. Yeah, no. your dick is like a down, a dowsing rod or whatever. <laughs> it's just trying to find the nearest set of teen girls. You know exactly where they are. <laughs> I can just imagine, like. If you had put a bunch of powdered sugar on as he was invisible, he would have just—he would have been like following his erect boner like around, like his hips would have been thrust out, just like like slowly to get to the girls' locker room. Um, so then the deaths actually start happening. Um, the first death is the sandwich death, and it's absurd, and his quips are stupid. Um, it's actually the worst part of the entire movie, in my opinion, because Matt had talked it up so much. But it's that's not saying much because this movie is still amazing. And then the next girl, I think, does she is she the one that gets choked by the the um the hose the the hose? Yeah, I still think uh, the hoagie death is pretty like I like it because it's absurd. But also, there's that giant like bubble that starts to well in his throat. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a gross yeah, death. I mean, I, it it makes no sense that he, his throat expands like that. Like he's like a fucking frog from Frogtown or some yeah. shit. I mean, there's no need for that. God, I wish. And then, of course, his girlfriend gets her shirt ripped off, and and then her bra ripped off, and he's playing around with her titties in the fucking hallway, and then chokes her with like, oh, man, I don't know. it starts real, real. It starts playing real fast and loose here, just doing all sorts of crazy shit. That I'm like, I don't know if I'm cool with any of this. Like, that's true. And then um, a girl gets uh, drowned in a fish tank. Uh, and and this guy, I can't believe he didn't lose his voice with all the insane laughter that they had him do for this. It's just incredibly over the top. Like, this might be the most over the top out there character we've ever, ever watched on this podcast. And it's great. I mean, like, this was an absolute joy to sit through. Even the worst parts of it are just hilarious. But um, And there's a lot of boobs. But... Uh, the 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 fake fighting is hilarious because none of these people can act their way out of a box, much less act like they're fighting an invisible person. And so <laughs> they're all like shadow boxing, and the, nobody's helping anybody else because he always is attacking people two at a time. And they're like, "Oh my God, what's happening to you? What is going on?" There's an invisible person choking you. They're telling you the that's what's happening, and they can't like. So I have help. So I have one, I think we jump past this one note that I have is there's the girl in the class that he like drowns in the fish tank. That's why I just said yeah. Yeah. It keeps cutting to this picture of a skeleton for no reason. Like it's almost yeah, as if yeah, yeah. it was the only footage they had to buy time and they're like, fuck, just use more of that <laughs> skeleton drawing. <laughs> no, no, what happened was that they, they didn't have you're right, they didn't have enough time enough um footage to make that scene somehow uh tense although you know that that girl's gonna die it doesn't matter um but they they keep cutting to that just because it was on the other side of the room <laughs> they were like we we wrapped it you you put your head in the fish tank for five seconds uh you're done 
but we need to expand this out to about a minute long. What can we do? Ah, right there. And they just turn the camera 45 degrees, and there it is. Um, I love when that girl's dying, and he's, like, choking her. She tries to, like, feign like she's hitting him, but she's just, like, knock, knock, knock. Like, does, does like, a knocking motion yeah, on the thin yeah. air in front of her face. It's like, what the fucking, ah. Uh. But she's the only one, I think, that dies that her without her tits out. Yes, she, you're absolutely right. She might have been quote unquote prude server girl character and they were like, ha, ah, we're so clever by by having her die early. No, not at all. This movie's not clever, it's just hilarious. In any case, the um I think this is the part now where another girl gets choked to death. I was actually really worried that he wasn't choking with choking her with hands around her neck because of the way her mouth looked. I was like, oh my god, this movie just got really inappropriate. But no, she just <laughs> death with hands so that's good uh she's a horrible actress and that was really what was confusing me and then i think that the kmart pacey witter his name's gordon um and the girl with the other blonde that is like always talking about her boyfriend trying to propose which is weird they bang in the principal's office with the principal's body like right behind the desk and then they're laying there head to head you know, like they're they're splayed out on the floor, and she she has her arms crossed in the most provocative way, right underneath her boobs, so that they're pushed together and just there. And that that's like a five minute conversation. He's like, "When are you gonna ask me to marry me?" And he's like, "Oh, come on, babe, don't ask that. Don't want to ruin things. My parents are married and hate each other. We're in love." And like, it's I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's just kind of annoying whatever it's not that big of a deal like all of my criticisms of this movie are subsumed by how ridiculous and boob filled it is <laughs> so i think that um oh this is the point is this the part where the weirdo janitor um who can't speak or something is like they they think that he's the, the maniac that's killed people and so they start beating the shit out of him and then um then the, the maniac does show up in the – this is in the gym. And somehow when they finally punch him in the nose, his blood reappears. And they're like, it's a person. <laughs> but then then his orgasm juice um, wears off. Every 10 and, minutes. Oh, okay. Every 10 minutes. Um, and then he stomps the girl's fucking head. Yeah, and he's got his shoes and, and pants all covered in blood. And I'm like – I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless she was already, like, pretty squishy to begin with. I don't know. Did you see her body? I mean, squishy is a good ex a good adjective. I don't know what you're talking about. All the girls in this movie are fit as fuck. Oh, I'm not saying that she was squishy in a bad way. I'm saying this is the girl that was in the... the I think this is the girl that um, had the, the biggest boobs because she was the one that was laying with her, with her boyfriend in the dead principal's office, right? I'm pretty sure that she's the... She's Boobs McGee of the movie. Like, yeah. Well, I just, she had her arms crossed like that so that when she was lying on her back, her titties didn't fall into her armpit. So that it like normal it boobs would. Like, there's yeah. nothing against that. It's just so blatantly obvious that the movie is fat material for dudes in like 1990 when it came out or whatever. But this is entirely I, a porno. This this movie is real fun, um, and I feel like it's lighthearted in how much nudity it has. Um, it's not. It doesn't feel degrading. I mean, I don't know. It's me coming from a privileged perspective as a white male, but 
I don't know. It just they, all the girls seemed like they didn't care, and I feel like it wasn't super pervy. Like the girls were always naked, but it didn't seem like other stuff that is way less less nudity, but way more like gratuitous. Because like girls are naked all the time, and but it's not like they're like running or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I think that life lesson number one. Uh, so, so <clears throat> Invisible Maniac runs to his apartment, and Gordo he comes in with a shotgun, and instead of just shooting and killing him while he's not invisible, he decides to talk to him for a while. And um, then Doctor Smith is like, "Life lesson: Never blah blah." blah. And I was like, ah, "Life lesson number two: Never threaten the Invisible Maniac." It, I think is actually a a line in this shit. Then. Gordon said, so he injects himself with more of the serum and legitimate line of dialogue. Where are you, you jerk? Die, invisible <laughs> jerk. Die, you invisible jerk, you. Man, and then one person gets killed and the police whoa, see whoa, whoa, the whoa, body. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're skipping the fact that the teenager also injects himself with invisible serum and then we get a he full orgasm juice in his butt yeah we get a full <laughs> invisible fight scene where they're just throwing shit at a wall <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I i passed over that for the benefit of the listener because <laughs> it's stupid yeah it doesn't work on an audio podcast also it doesn't work in this movie as a physical <laughs> medium either like i don't know <laughs> It's amazing, um, and no, then this, and I then the cops. This movie, more highly. this movie is insane. I love it. <laughs> the the cops at the end are the the cops show up and their dialogue is just like, well, there's a body there. Clearly, he killed himself, even though it doesn't make any sense. Here's a needle. He must have <laughs> shot himself in a heroin bin. A lot of time. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's so bad. And then as soon as they leave, the door closes. They are on the other side of that door. When he reappears, it's like, <laughs> like the the ending of this movie should have been the cops literally just opening the door, like we hear you, like we see you. <laughs> it's like you're still alive. We get it, but instead we see a news report where the news anchor is talking about him killing himself, and then more boobs to send us home because she gets Wait, her top ripped off. Did you not see that during the closing credits? I don't think that my version had that, man. Yeah, so after he reappears, it cuts to the news anchor that's been, like, popping up throughout the movie. And she's saying, like, hey, um, you know, the, the, the escaped convict has has killed himself in an apparent suicide, so the streets are safe. And then her clothes just get ripped off of her immediately. And then you hear the invisible maniac laughing again as she's, like, trying to cover herself up. And then it cuts to the credits. Oh, Jesus Christ, this movie's insane. <laughs> uh, so would you guys recommend this to people? Oh my God, I would never not recommend this. I'm actually <laughs> going to get into it. Watch the Invisible Maniac tattooed across my chest so I can just rip my shirt open and be like, Watch the Invisible Maniac! <laughs> no, you need uh, some sort of apparatus that makes your shirt rip open seemingly by itself. <laughs> <laughs> It's really the yeah, only way. That's the best unintentional alley-oop I think I've given you in, like, months. <laughs> Amazing.
amazing. So what did you guys uh, watch this I week? Would I recommend it? I don't know. I, the only one, the only people that I can think to recommend this to are people like 14 and under. And, <laughs> and I don't really want to be caught being like, to a 14-year-old boy being like, I got this movie. <laughs> that you're really going to like it. <laughs> no, no, no. What you do is you bury it. Very, you put it in a shallow grave out in the woods, and some fourteen-year-old will find it. Yeah, they'll I, find yeah, it with I'll, the wood porn. Put it in a notch in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So, what did you guys watch this week? Um. I'll go first here. I just want to start by saying uh, the quote of of the month this month on the Terminator Wikia <laughs> is. Is come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I feel like that should be the quote every month. <laughs> this is the worst wiki. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Adam, yeah. did you actually watch something or no? <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, the first episode of the new season of Archer came out last <laughs> night, uh, or the night before, I forget. Um, Archer is in a coma and a dream, and everything is uh, noir, like 1920s professional PI type stuff. Yeah, I believe you, but my Tommy gun, don't, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, that's a good brand new song. Um, <laughs> yeah. I... I like that they're they're uh, attempting to change it up because Archer really doesn't feel fresh anymore. It doesn't. It's all kind of predictable. It's all the same witty, quick, quick dialogue and stuff. And it's it's grown to be kind of just. Um, there's nothing exciting about it. I'm kind of over it. So them going ahead and switching it up and doing the like Archer Vice and doing the like. Um, you know, country like renegade country stuff that they did for one season. Um, it's helping. It's helping me to continue watching it, but it is still, I don't know. That's just kind of a gimmick. I'm having a hard time caring about Archer anymore. I used to love it, but it's just, it's lost its, it's lost its shine for me. Here, I want to, I want to um, ask you guys a question. Did you, have you guys watched The Stranger? No. Uh, Adam? I feel like there's 20 things called The Stranger. What are you referring to? It's a movie from, I think. 2015 or 2016 it's on netflix um it's kind of a horror movie i mean yeah it's a horror movie um i'm only halfway through it and i'm also having kind of a hard time caring you know like i I heard such good things and it's been on my queue for forever maybe i'm a little burnt out i don't know but um i just am having a hard time finishing it i mean i could have pushed myself to finish it in time to do like a mini spoiler free review here today, but I just am not super motivated. And I wondered if you guys could weigh in on whether or not it was worth finishing, but I guess not. So I, I guess that that'll have to be a, 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 to be continued. Maybe next week I'll be able to tell you whether or not I finished it. Okay. Um, and I, uh, so I'm probably going to be writing an article about this soon for uh, Geekscape, which if you guys haven't checked it out, geekscape.net, I've actually been writing a bunch of shit for them lately. Um, but for probably three years, people have obsessively been telling me that I need to watch the show The Goldbergs. 
Uh, so someone finally bought me the first two seasons, and I sat down and binged through all of it. And uh, it might be one of my favorite TV shows of all time right now. It's just a really, it's a really funny show, but for me, it's also like a very um, painfully relatable show. And that's what I'm going to kind of write about, in a sense, is that it's written by the, the, the writer Adam Goldberg about his family in Philadelphia in the 80s. So it's like everything that they make references to is stuff that I know from my own life. But Adam is like a geeky outcast at his school and his brother and sister are definitely way more popular than he is. And like his mom is overly loving and his dad is like not affectionate at all. And he has a close relationship with his grandfather. And it's like, wow, it really is just my life. Like it's like someone just looked at my life and was like, I'm going to make a sitcom about Matt Kelly without letting him know. Uh, but it's fucking hysterical in the way that it's like they do an episode that's literally a shot for shot Goonies episode and a shot for shot Ferris Bueller's Day Off episode and a risky business episode. And it's all just it's really funny, but it's one of those good sitcoms that's like hilarious, but really heartwarming and touching at the end of each episode. Um, so if you haven't watched it, I, I mean, I think it's in its fourth season now. It seems to be doing all right, but I highly recommend it. Um Scott, do you have anything, or was yours just that you watched half of The Stranger? <laughs> that was mine. Okay, that, that's what I thought. I just was checking. Uh, so, that was Invisible Maniac from 1990, is picked by me. Uh, if you guys yes, hooray, yes. <laughs> uh, if you guys have any other suggestions for us, send them to hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are getting closer and closer and closer to uh, our two-year anniversary, which is insane to me. Uh, we're also <laughs> insanely close to episode 100. Uh, we haven't made any official announcement at this time, but uh, shortly after this episode, because uh, we're recording this super in advance, but I would say like probably in late May, early June, we will be announcing the second annual Twitter Takedown we're still working on what movies will be in that bad boy, but I'm just giving you a heads up to get excited for it. We're thinking about possibly doing a Twitch stream this time uh, where you can kind of see the three of us in our own homes watching and trash-talking these movies as they happen. Uh, and if we get that set up, there'll probably even be the movie streaming on that Twitch channel. So if you can't find the movie, you can watch it via there. Uh, all we ask is that you please still tweet and use the hashtag. Uh, HMN viewing party, and uh, hopefully, uh, if we think anything that you guys are tweeting is is of note, we'll uh, we'll be reading it on our Twitch channel as well. And uh, I'm going to try to record the audio for most of that. Maybe we'll do a, a a special bonus episode that's just like the highlight moments of that that 12 hours. Um, but that is uh, for the near future. Uh, just some of the cool things that happen in the HMN world. Uh, there's a bunch of other cool places where you can listen to us and support us uh, that I don't feel like talking about because I think that I'm better than that. <laughs> uh, wait, what? What the fuck? What? <laughs> we get relegated to shit duty? Is that what you're saying? Do as I say, Adam. <laughs> All right, whatever. You can find us on Twitter. <laughs> at, uh, at HMN Podcast. You're going to want to follow us if you want to live. Uh, <laughs> you can find Matt at St. Mort, Scott at Fackin' Duke, and me at Life is Sublime. 
Uh, you can also find us on our website, which will direct you to all of our wonderful different areas that we have stuff, uh, which is hmnpodcast.com. Scotty, what about you? Anywhere else they can check us out? Yeah, you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and through your favorite podcasting app. And you can listen and comment and follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash horror movie night. And uh, I think that that's about going to take us home, boys. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with a with a movie. Hey, everybody! Welcome to uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Take around, we watch the porno. Here we are. Horror movie day. Let's do it. Right. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.